Welcome to Digging Into the Bible. Hey, hey, welcome to Digging Into the Bible. My name is Jim Barnard. This is a production of Taylor Coaching. All right, well, it's day 21. Whoop, whoop. Um, thanks for joining me today. We are finishing up Matthew chapter 8 and moving on to chapter 9. Um, I really don't have much of a lead-in or anything witty to say, so let's just go ahead and dig in. Matthew 8, starting at verse 28. And when he came to the other side, to the country of the Gadarenes, two demon-possessed men met him, coming out of the tombs, so fierce that no one could pass that way. And behold, they cried out, What have you to do with us, O Son of God? Have you come here to torment us before the time? Now a herd of many pigs was feeding at some distance from them, and the demons begged him, saying, If you cast us out, send us away into the herd of pigs. And he said to them, Go. So they came out and went into the pigs, and behold, the whole herd rushed down the steep bank and into the sea and drowned in the waters. The herdsmen fled, and going into the city they told everything, especially what had happened to the demon-possessed men. And behold, all the city came out to meet Jesus. And when they saw him, they begged him to leave their region. And getting into a boat, he crossed over and came to his own city. And behold, some people brought to him a paralytic lying on a bed. And when, he, when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Take heart, my son, your sins are forgiven. And behold, some of the scribes said to themselves, This man is blaspheming. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Why do you think evil in your hearts? For which is easier, to say your sins are forgiven, or to say rise and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. And he then said to the paralytic, Rise, pick up your bed, and go home. And he rose and went home. When the crowd saw it, they were afraid, and they glorified God, who had given such authority to men. Uh, you probably noticed that I used the same voice for the scribes as I did the demons. Yeah, pretty good. I thought it was a good interpretation. Um, how about what the, the demons said um, in verse 29? Have you come here to torment us before the time? Uh, what are they talking about before the time? Well, if you remember back to the temptation of Jesus uh, several podcasts ago, I said that Satan knew exactly what was happening. He was trying to tempt Jesus into sinning and, uh, you know, making Jesus an imperfect sacrifice, which would render the, the, cro the cross null and void. And, um, you know, Jesus wasn't going to go for that. You know, they, the demons are referring to that time. The time is coming where Jesus is going to take a serious hit on their kingdom. So that's what they're talking about. But how about that word torment? Why do they say, have you come to torment us? Seriously? Like, you're the ones that, that are tormenting. Like, do you see what's going on here? Like, y'all's job description is to torment, and you're doing, like, a dang good job here. But, like, Jesus didn't come to torment. Jesus came to get rid of them. And Jesus came to save, uh, you know, his people. But um, specifically here, when it regards to them, is to get rid of them. That's why he didn't mind sending them away into the pigs. It accomplished the goal that he, he set out for. Now, I find it really weird that um, the townspeople come and um, instead of bringing a, a thank you or an edible arrangement or something kind for Jesus, they ask him to leave. Um, I just don't totally get that because I, I feel like Jesus did them a favor, but hey, that's okay. So then he goes over to the other side of uh, the Sea of Galilee 
and he heals this paralytic and um, the scribes don't like how he phrased the healing statement. Um, he's blaspheming? Please, come on. Uh, like, I just don't understand. Like, why are these amazing things that Jesus is doing being met with so much disdain? And I'll tell you why. I have an answer. It's because he's dangerous. You know, I'm going to steal a phrase here. Shout to the immortal Stephen A. Smith. He's a bad man. I mean, like, think about this. Jesus and the Bible, it's dangerous. He's dangerous. This whole thing is dangerous. There's been so much change and transformation that's happened um, because of Jesus and because of the Bible. I mean, think about it. People for generations have been transformed by Jesus. Uh, you know, for thousands of years, people have been changed by this book. That's crazy to think about. Ten of the twelve disciples that Jesus is gathering, they end up dying for the sake of the, the gospel. Um, you know, people are still dying for it. This level of commitment is unreal. And maybe, maybe you find it dangerous. I don't know, but like, I'll just say this, like, if I were skeptical about Jesus or the Bible or faith, uh, I would really struggle. I would have a hard time explaining how so many people for so many years have been changed, transformed, and have become so committed to this. I mean, I guess that is dangerous. Um, I don't know. If it's, if it's good to be bad, <laughs> I guess I don't want to be good. I don't know. Something like that. You get what I mean. So, um, yeah, that's it. I'm over time for today. Thanks for joining me. I'll see you tomorrow as we continue on with Matthew chapter 9. I'll see you then.